Hi guys, my name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you for listening to the first episode, for reaching out and just sharing how relatable it was to you. It's so interesting, as humans, we go through such similar feelings, but because we don't share you think that it's only you going through them. So thank you. Thank you for your feedback. I just want to, in this episode, go to a point where I felt the most clueless. And the seventh year anniversary of that time is coming up on the 31st of March. It's going to be seven years since my mom died. And she was my best friend. She was my advisor. She gave me life, obviously. She was really everything to me. And I didn't realized just how pegged my confidence was on her until she died. I mean, I remember getting my first serious job and she was the one who went through the contract and said, you know, ask them to add this, take away that, ask for more money. (laughs) I also remember when I was 15 and I'd just gotten into, you know, a serious relationship and I didn't have a cell phone. And my mom and I shared a cell phone, so she knew when that relationship was on the rocks (laughs) and a lot of other stuff that people might not be too okay sharing with their moms. We had inside jokes. She had all my secrets. I could cry with her. I could laugh with her. And she really was just my safe space. And even for over the 10 years that she fought breast cancer, she was still so dependable. I don't remember at any point in time feeling left behind or anything. I don't know how she juggled it all. Chemo, radiotherapy, all the changes going through her body, the emotional trauma of cancer, and still just being all of the things I've just listed to me. And then she died. And I remember outside of the immense heartbreak, I think what followed was so much confusion. From even the lead up to the funeral, I think I was in a trance for a good part of those weeks because I can't even really remember everybody who was there, everybody who came home to say sorry, everybody who came to the funeral. I genuinely cannot remember. I almost can't even account for what I was doing and where I was sleeping for those two weeks. And I remember coming back home from our family farm stroke village where which is our home home where my mom is buried and coming back to Nairobi and you know taking some time off work but then I had to go back because I was on air at 1FM and I remember driving to work and I'd park and I'd think yes I've got this lockdown I can do this and as soon as I'd walk through the doors to the office i would just collapse in tears and there were quite a few times that i would do that radio show i was at 1fm at the time i would do that radio show in between crying so i would speak and then while i'm playing music on my show i would be in tears and i'd put like about three songs cry 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 get it together turn the mic on and speak as though nothing is happening and that's kind of how i went through life for a couple of months. I remember there was also confusion. I really started rethinking a lot of relationships and friendships. And I think to some extent, some of my friendships suffered because I either withdrew or 
I wasn't 100% in. And then there was confusion when I started looking for anything that almost resembled, you know, the love and the safe space that my mom gave me. And how that manifested for me is I got into a relationship that I really had no business being in. In hindsight, I'm just like, that was not a wise move. But at the time, I was just looking for that safe space. And it led to some questionable decisions. And I also remember trying to make every auntie and every uncle of mine kind of be my mom and get so frustrated when they weren't that. And obviously now I'm like, you can't make somebody be who they're not, right? Um, you have to take them for who they are. And, but that was something that I went through immediately after the, the, the funeral. And I also remember something that I had to call myself out on this. I started trying to be like my mom. And it was almost like I was trying to like forget who I was and just be her. And I do so much stuff around breast cancer awareness. Not that that's not important, but I would do it the way she used to do it. I wouldn't do it the way I wanted to. And it took me a while before I had to call myself out on that and be like, you've completely lost yourself. Who are you? And that was, that was a very hard period of time for me. 11 months after my mom died, Kiss FM came calling and I moved. And I remember feeling so bad that, you know, now I was moving to work under Radio Africa where all of these huge brands were. And it was a huge accomplishment for me. And there were all of these brands that even, say, my mom knew from the radio. And I remember thinking, man, it would be so good if she was here just to see how far I've come, just to help me negotiate my contracts, <laughs> Um you know, and answer all my questions that I had, you know, walking into the space where everybody has so much experience and you're really green. And I remember thinking, man, I really miss that woman. So there's some very many points in times where I intensely miss her, where I feel very confused, clueless and alone because she's not there. And it's mainly when I'm doing or making serious life decisions. Because my mom was incredibly intelligent, guys. But sometimes I wondered, Ish, <laughs> that intelligence kind of missed me. And she knew me inside out. So her advice was really the best. It really was. And she would never judge. And so when I'm making a life decision, I'm always like, ah. I wish she was here just to like bounce off ideas. I remember missing her a lot in 2017 when I got married. I mean, I felt her presence, but I also felt her absence. And the morning of my wedding, I obviously was extremely nervous. Um, the lady doing my deco was trying to give me a heart attack. And we were in my mom's room. Yeah, that's true. We were in my mom's room. And it was me, my two sisters, my cousin, and my best friend. And we were getting dressed, and they were, you know, trying to calm me down. One of them was trying to make me sip some whiskey. <laughs> and I remember thinking, my mom would have loved to be in this space. She would have loved to be cracking jokes with us then. 
And she would have been able to get that deco lady in shape <laughs> without raising her voice. And, you know, I wanted her to be there to see this guy I'm married to. And obviously, you know, he knew, he knew my mom because we were all in competitive swimming circles back in the day. And my mom knew him. But I think it would have been a celebration that she would have loved to be. To some extent, I felt her presence, but I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't feel her absence. I did. I miss her whenever I think of having a kid. I am petrified of having a child. Because walking on the aisle is one thing, but giving life you is a whole other different ballgame. And I just think it would have been something I would have loved to have done with her around. But also, I am not prepared to start having conversations with my child about their grandmother who they've never met. I think that would break my heart on a whole new level and I don't think I'm prepared for that. Wow, yeah, that really petrifies me. I miss her a lot when through my own efforts I make like, advances in my career and stuff like that because I feel like I have fought very hard for everything that I have achieved and I'm very proud of myself but I wish she was here to see it because the only reason that I'm here is largely because of sacrifices that she made and whenever good things happen to me. I want her there. I remember last year, 2018, I did a campaign that took me to Monaco for the first time ever. We landed in this heli, in my first ever helicopter ride. Yes, I thought I was going to die, but we landed. I remember thinking, oh my God, how the heck have I gotten here? Like, when did this happen? And how did this happen? And I, 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 in that moment, remember thinking, I wish mommy was here to see this. I wish she was here to like celebrate with me. And then something funny happened that same night because so I'd gone for a campaign around Formula One. And that evening, we went out to dinner, to have dinner and drinks and party a bit. And at the restaurant that we were at, there was one guy performing. He was doing the entertainment for the evening. He got on stage. He was like now when, you know, everybody's done with food and we're ready to turn up. And the first song this guy starts performing is Miriam Makeba's Pata Pata. That was my mom's favorite song. That was my mom's ringtone for years. In that moment, I was like, what? And I take it to be her sign of saying she was there and she was celebrating with me. And she was proud. Because, man, it was just too much of a coincidence, right? Another time that I feel clueless or slightly anxious is whenever I think about the people that I love. Because one thing that's for sure is that they will die. And I'll have to go through all this again. And that just really scares me. It really scares me. And that fear gives me some strong anxiety because I don't even fear my own death as much as I fear the death of the people that I love. Because losing my mom seven years on is still the greatest heartbreak 
that I have ever gone through. I wouldn't wish it on my greatest enemy. Do I have some coping mechanisms? I don't know, man. I cry a lot. What I'm clear about is that I allow myself to feel whatever feelings I'm feeling in that moment. And it's tears that I'm pretty sure I've never shared for anything else. Because there's so much pain. There's so much pain when I cry. Like it's from my gut. Sometimes it's actually even physical pain, which is just so crazy. But I cry a lot. Sometimes I can feel like there's a clog (laughs) blocking the tears. Like I can feel the pain. And I'm just like, I just need to cry so I can feel better. And so I'll put on my sad playlist. Yes, I have a sad playlist. And just jumpstart those tears. Sometimes because my mom really did a lot of work in the public eye around breast cancer and um, negotiations for peace and cohesion in Kenya. So sometimes I check out old news pieces of her on YouTube. And I do that a lot when I feel guilty that I've forgotten what her voice sounds like. Initially, when I used to do that, it never used to help. I used to feel like it breaks me even more. But now, sometimes, it's not as crushing to watch news pieces of her where I'm seeing video footage of her and she's speaking. I also talk to my sisters a lot because I feel like our bond with our mom, individual bonds, as much as they're very different, they're very similar as well. So if there's anybody who would come close to understanding what I feel, it's them. That has been really helpful. There's such a huge source of of strength i also write a lot because i love writing for a while after my mom died i stopped writing but i'm glad to say i've gotten back to it and now i podcast (laughs) which funnily enough talking to you really helps and many people once you lose someone all right to something as permanent as death There's some people who come and tell you, oh, it gets better with time, which is the greatest lie ever. It doesn't get better with time. I think my reaction to my mom's death just evolves. It's not a matter of me being stronger. It's not a matter of time. I think it's evolution. It just evolves. It changes. It can change across a month or across a year, but I don't think it gets better necessarily i think my reaction to it just evolves so what i'm very clear about is that i just allow myself to feel every single emotion and if it's too much i reduce what's on my to-do list cancel meetings stay indoors do what i must to just feel that emotion because it's normal and i think trying to stash it down or to contain it or to ignore it and escape it always just fucks me up in the end because then it erupts and I'm literally crippled with grief. So I've just learned to allow myself to feel. Seven years is big and I'm approaching the 31st of March with caution because I never know how my emotions are going to be like. Last year's anniversary, I handled it quite well. The year before shattered me. So I never know how my emotions are going to be like. So I just, you know, approach with caution, clear up my schedule and just see how, how, how it plays out. But I also want to hear from you because I want this to be our safe space where we can be real and vulnerable if someone close to you has died i want to know how that journey has been like 
for you. And what you can do is record a voice or audio note on WhatsApp and send it to my podcast WhatsApp number, which is plus 254-768-628-790. The good thing is I don't have to repeat that number because it's a podcast. You can just rewind. (laughs) But just record a voice note or audio note. You don't even have to tell me your name. Just tell me how that journey is for you in terms of dealing with loss and a loss as permanent as death which is something so heavy so heavy to go through and that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode